0: Welcome to the Mama Collective, the podcast that's here to empower modern Christian mamas on their journey from surviving to thriving. Join us for practical tips and real conversations rooted in faith, seasoned with grace and truth. Whether you're a new mom navigating sleepless nights or a seasoned pro juggling it all, we've got you covered. Get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and with to embrace motherhood with faith at its core. This is the Mama Collective, where we thrive together. Hey, Mama, welcome back to the Mama Collective podcast. I'm Amanda, and I am so excited to be here with you today. And actually, today, this is a topic that has really been on my heart. Um, and on my spirit, after reading about this uh, last week, and it's on the subject of rest. And as a mama, as a busy mom with three littles, I understand that it is very hard in the season of life to find rest. And really, I was like, what does the Bible have to say about rest? Um, and how can we apply rest in God's terms to our lives? And so I was actually reading um, some Old Testament. Uh, I'm going through the She Works His Way uh, Bible study on the Bible app. And I was looking up some of the scripture that I was reading. I believe it was in Second uh, Kings. And I was looking things up in a commentary and the commentary that I really like to use is the Living Commentary by Andrew Womack. And I was looking at some of the verses and it was talking about rest. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And it was really comparing the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I had a revelation in that moment and God really spoke very clearly to my heart. And I was very encouraged. And I just wanted to just share what I'm learning with you so that you also feel encouraged. So uh, I'm actually going to read right from the Bible because this is God's word. And I just want to be true and faithful to God's word and what he says. And so I'm actually reading from Hebrews chapter four, and I'm starting in verse one. Uh, And I'm going to verse 11. So Hebrews chapter four says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we have also had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. And pause for a minute. He's talking about the Israelites in the Old Testament. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God create, God rested from all his works. And again in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it Today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. So that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So as I was reading that scripture, I really had to get some like backstory into it. I was like, it can get really confusing uh when you read that. And I really needed to figure out like who was who was Paul talking about? What did this mean? What's the context? just like anything that we read in God's word there's always context to it. And so as i went to um the living commentary one of the things that paul talks about i got to put my readers on again was the people that he was talking about in the beginning were the israelites who did not know jesus. So this is before jesus. The israelites didn't know Jesus, right? And so God, when he created the world, on the seventh day, he rested because he didn't have any other work to do, right? He made man and woman to procreate. He made trees and animals where they could procreate. There was nothing else God had to do. God wasn't making new trees every week or every day. He Like it was done, like his work was done. He put everything in motion so that all creation could continue to live. So he rested. It was perfect. He rested. Now the Sabbath, when God instituted the idea of Sabbath, that was because he wanted the Israelites to rest from their works and and I want to make sure that I'm I'm absolutely saying this right because I don't want to mess up God's word he wanted the israelites to rest so that they could just depend on him right Just like the trees do, just like the animals do, right? He wanted the Israelites to put their full hope and trust in him that he would provide on the Sabbath day. And not only that, when in the, I think it was every seven years, the Israelites had to rest from any work. So they weren't planting in their gardens they weren't um you know plowing their fields and things like that they had to take a year of absolute rest so in the sixth year god provided for them enough so that in the seventh year they could fully rest and i think to me one of the things that stuck out to me the most was that it really it's a heart call it's a heart thing that it's utter trust and dependence on God. When you're in that rest, and I'm going to put my readers back on again so I can look in this. When when it says that there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest, also rest from their works, just as God did from his, that is a, a heart cry for us as believers, as Jesus followers. And, you know, the beautiful thing about Jesus is that because of Jesus, because of his finished work on the cross, that is the rest that was prophesied in kind of that foreshadowing of the Sabbath, right? The the Old Testament Sabbath is a foreshadowing of the perfect rest, that we as Christians, as Jesus followers, as believers in Christ, get to walk in fully because of Jesus's finished work. And so what really stuck out to me was, you know, how many times do we actually rest? And I mean, not just taking a physical rest, because physical rest is amazing we all need physical rest right to replenish um to to kind of really just get our 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 minds our spirits back on track you know to to give our ourselves some much needed um rest right to heal to do things like that but this spiritual rest and that was something that I was like, wow, that's different for me. Because first of all, it's hard enough for me to really experience physical rest. I think I'm, particularly for me, and, and maybe you can relate to this, um, It's we live in such a society and such a culture that it's so go, 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 and do, 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 that resting seems almost lazy. And I think it's just something that over the years has kind of just, you know, been it, it's I feel like it's kind of been shoved down our throats, right? We live in this microwave society now. Um and you you know, everybody expects you to do do do, contribute contribute contribute, be more, do more, want more. And we forget in that to actually physically rest. But I think for a lot of us Christians I know for me particularly and this isn't to beat anybody up like if if you feel condemned i pray that you know that any spirit of condemnation is not from god any like, if it's a spirit of conviction and you're like, wow, this is challenging me in a new way, that is from God. If you feel condemned, if you feel ashamed, that is not from the Lord. He does, con- the Holy Spirit convicts us, but the Holy Spirit does not condemn us. So, I think for a lot of us, not only is that physical rest very hard for us, But it's also that spiritual rest. And what I mean by spiritual rest is knowing and having this full understanding that we can simply be still and just have faith in what God has done and what he's doing because of the finished work in Christ. And let me grab There was something that I thought was really awesome. Um, In the Living Commentary, Andrew Womack says, the author of Hebrews is revealing that our trust and reliance on Christ's completed work is the rest that was prophesied and is available to all believers today. And I think that's really interesting because I know for me, it's not a matter of me not trusting Jesus or believing that Jesus did that finished work. But sometimes I rely on, I tend to rely on myself, on my own works, on what I can produce, what I can do, instead of having that assurance and going, no, Christ did, he he did that. Like he, that's finished. Like that is done. It is finished. When Jesus said it is finished on the cross, it is finished. And for me, that can be very challenging for me. And that's where I believe that we as Christians, as Jesus followers need to have and, and really develop that spiritual rest. And maybe it is taking a physical rest from activity or and, and i'm not saying like sometimes we can't take a full day like i'm a mom there's no way i can take a full day of rest right but taking those physical pauses right those moments in our day where we can just sit maybe take a couple deep breaths say thank you you know be grateful um practice thankfulness for all that God has already done, for the things that maybe we don't even see that he's working behind the scenes. And I think it's a it's an opportunity and an invitation for us to really stop for a minute and to say Jesus, your work is finished. It's complete, and I'm going to rest in your finished work. And I can do what I what I can do in my flesh, but after that, I'm believing and putting my faith in what's already been done, in what you have already done. And I think that that is something that we all, <laughs> we all could practice and take time to and I love this note, another note that Andrew Womack said, you know, when it says in Hebrews 4.11, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And Andrew Womack is like, okay, well, why would we labor to rest, right? It sounds like an oxymoron, like it doesn't even make sense. But the rest of the Lord is that full assurance and belief that it's already been done for us right like god gives us that increase we can work we can sow seeds we can you know go out there and and do work of our hands but everything you know god's already done the rest for us god gives us that increase and in the new testament jesus has done everything for us he isn't still He's not still saving people and healing them. He's already done it. That was finished at the cross when he died. Um, And and a lot of times us as Christians, sometimes I think that we believe that we have to act a certain way um, to, to gain God's acceptance or gain God's approval. But if we are constantly seeking to gain something right if we're always seeking to gain God's approval then i think it mocks what Jesus already did for us because it's done right like when when we sit in the rest of the finished work of Jesus we don't have to act a certain way now this doesn't mean that we just go around being sinful and being crazy no but Holiness is now, it's it's a fruit, right? It's a fruit of our relationship with God. We don't have to be holy to be in right relationship with God. It is, we are holy because we have that relationship with Christ and because of his finished work. And so Andrew Womack goes on to say that you know, our human natures want to do something to be worthy of the Lord's blessings. But the truth is, is that we never, we can never deserve the goodness of the Lord. And really what that rest is, is that spiritual rest is us stopping, like trusting in our own works, right? Like stopping Feeling like we have to trust in things that we do or things that we say or how we act because that takes effort, right? Like we have to take rest in what Jesus already freely gave us by his grace. And I think for us as Christians, as we grow and we mature, this is an opportunity for us to really be purposeful about taking that spiritual rest, right? Um and really just trusting in what Jesus already did for us. And so that is a challenge for myself and I lovingly challenge you, um, you know, right now, whether you listen to this, like right now at this recording, we're a couple of weeks away from Christmas. I know that the holidays can be just really overwhelming and stressful and busy, and there's hustle and bustle going on. Um, But I think this is an invitation from God to totally just rest. To put our full trust in Jesus in what he did for us. Um and just trust that it's already been done, it's finished uh, because of God's grace, because of his freely given grace to us, even though we don't deserve it. And that we don't have to strive and work to gain something. I know my pastor um, at church, you know, he's always like, it's not Jesus plus something. It's like Jesus, you know, and, and, and nothing, right. You don't need Jesus plus something, you know, to, to gain God's grace or to gain, you know, favor with God. You it's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. Um, and so I think that it's going to be a challenge for us and an invitation for us to really take this time to practice spiritual rest, and i think that um you know i think that we will we will reap these beautiful blessings when we do when we fully just sit back and trust in what jesus has already done that finished work on the cross i believe that god is going to bless us um richly and and i don't even mean like it may not even be like tangible, right? But I think that he's going to bless our marriages. I think he's going to bless our, uh, you know, motherhood. You know, he's going to bless our relationship with our kids. He's He's going to give us grace and patience. Um, and And all those beautiful fruits of the Holy Spirit will really be seen in us because we don't have to do it on our own. We're not doing it out of our own strength. We're simply doing, we're resting and letting the fruit just manifest. We're letting the fruit just grow um, just because we trust in Jesus. So I pray that this blessed you. I, it was just something that was really on my heart and something I was really just kind of like, God, what are you What are you speaking through this? And um, how can I apply this to my own life? So um, I would love to pray with you before we just kind of finish up today. Um, And God, you know, I'm so thankful for the woman listening to this. Um, I don't know what her life is looking like right now. Um, I'm sure it could be just chaotic. I'm sure it could be stressful, Um, but you know what's going on in her heart. You know what's going on in her life. And Lord, will you just minister to her heart right now, minister to her in the place where she truly needs it. And Lord as as we head into just what you have to give us um, as we move into this place of just a spiritual rest. Will you will you just move through it? Will you help us to just put you first to put our full faith and trust in in just the finished work of Christ? Um, and will you bless that, Lord? Will you bless it? Um, we believe that you will and we we believe that we don't have to strive uh, for for your love and for your affection because we know you've already given it to us because you know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life that is a that is a good god you're a good god who loves us so much and we are so grateful and thankful for that, Lord. We're thankful for your grace and your mercy. Um, and we're, we're so grateful that you give us an opportunity to come before you and not even just physically rest, but to just rest spiritually, Lord. So we love you and we praise you. And we thank you so much for all that you've already done for us and all that you continue to do. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Mama Collective. I hope you've been encouraged and equipped on your motherhood journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me. Remember, Mama, you're not alone in this journey. Connect with me on Instagram at underscore Amanda.Trojan and over on Facebook at AmandaTrojan16 for ongoing support and inspiration. You can also shoot me a DM with what you want to hear on the podcast as well. And listen, grab a clip of a takeaway that you got from this episode and tag me in your stories and I'll make sure to share it with my mama community. Most importantly, continue to move your motherhood journey in faith, grace, and truth. Until next time, mama, keep thriving, keep shining, and keep the faith. This is the Mama Collective, and I'll see you next time.